Hello everybody, Scotch on the Balcony, this is the Balcony episode number one, today is the 16th of May 2020, hope you enjoy, um, follow us on the usual places, our email address is also there if you want to um, send us any emails or queries or anything or just some uh, private abuses, um, yeah, enjoy. Well hello everyone, I hope you're all good, uh, welcome to Scotch in the Balcony, Balcony episode number one. So the plan was that this uh, today's episode that was to be uploaded was the Boston legal one. But sadly last night I realised that um, the recording we had for it that was made last year, I actually deleted. So and unfortunately Al isn't available today. Good thing is myself and Al get to do it again in relation to episode two. Unfortunately you just get to, you know, if you're listening then it's just me so first things off just myself and Al when we first started this and we said look we'll 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 only watch one episode at a time record and not go on to the next one so i haven't watched an episode of boston legal in a year over a year now but then the other day i sat down with my daughter um who's 14 a very mature 14 year old and way smarter than myself and we sat down to have a look at it and here's what i learned it's still better than anything I've seen in the last year and definitely the television I've seen during lockdown this pilot still kicks ass and my 14 year old is something else that I learned from speaking to her because I had a chat with her beforehand just explained you know some of the characters and stuff like that because you know it is what it is and we had a discussion afterwards she really liked it and even herself she could you know she could connect with some of the characters. So you wouldn't expect a 14-year-old to be able to connect with middle-aged and men and, and older. And obviously not a lot, but there was some. And one of the things that she, you know, that a 14-year-old gets, which is probably something in common with all of us, is that just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Now, I'm at 45 and I still haven't a clue what's going on. I continuously spend my life looking at people and thinking, what the fuck is going through their pea brains? And I say pea brain because I think that's about the max most of us use, and myself included in that. So, like I was saying, Boston Eagle still kicks ass. And even over the years, it's still better than most of the stuff I look at. I mean, I've, during lockdown, I've also gone back to my to my MASH collection, watched a few seasons, and it's still brilliant. Has it aged? No, I don't, I, I don't think it has. But here's the thing, like Boston Legal, MASH, and, and other similar shows, porridge and cheers and stuff like that it's the characters which draw us in so the people who go well that wouldn't happen because we you know we smartphones or we, blah 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 doesn't matter i mean once you have the ability to see through that crap and just see the characters and just see what's going on with them i mean that's all you really need to see and that's the reason why you know boston legal's pilot the episode and the show still stands like in the first episode just because since then a remake of Annie was made now with a black actress doesn't mean that the issue that was brought up still doesn't exist, still isn't important. It is. People have been and always will treat each other like shit, you know. So it's the people in these shows that give it heart and, and that is the connection. You may not like a character, but if we connect in some way, then, you know, you're in. I always found David E. Kelly could do that as well as anyone. Well, for me anyway. I sometimes feel that New shows sometimes trying to be something else, trying to break a ceiling or, you know, following or becoming a cause or something. I'm asking you now, please stop. Just stop. Listen, just concentrate. 
on the story. So just just try and and write honest stuff about real people and come here and it will stand the test of time. There will be something there. Look, we're all flawed. We're all really flawed. So, like I said, in my opinion, Boston Legal still holds, still stands up today, stands the test of time, as I said. So, if you haven't watched it before, or if you haven't watched it in a long time, go back and watch it. I mean, you should only need one episode to get back into it. It's all, it's all my daughter and I needed. Oh yeah, and I played on DVD, right? Because I bought the box set. It's such great, it is great value. And come here, and when your broadband goes down, you'll still have it. I mean, I've been enjoying lockdown. Kind of back to work on Monday after I'm in lockdown two months. And there's a part of me that's not looking forward to going back. Now I work for myself. So I may not have any work. Actually, I don't have any work in for Monday, but at least I can start saying, look, I'm back to work and let's see what happens. I'm enjoying this time, both for myself personally and obviously I'm spending time with my kids and I'm getting to, as I was telling somebody today, I'm getting to really see the type of people my kids are both good and bad myself and my wife weren't we've never been one of those people that have defended our kids just because they're our kids something is telling me there's a lot of parents out there <laughs> that are realizing you know my little johnny bit of a dickhead but like i said before we're all flawed kids are no different it's something that i'm enjoying doing and hopefully i can try and continue that but the other thing I'm, I'm getting to do is getting to go back over some things that I forgot about some old movies. And, and But music is another thing that I've gone back. So like even this morning, the two albums I came across while cleaning the house was David Bowie's 1974 album, which was before I was bored, Diamond Dogs. You know, when you haven't listened to something so awesome in so long. It, Jesus just blew me away again as if I hadn't you know as if it was the first time listening to it and then the other one I came across was Erasure, Erasure's remix album oh, from way, all the way back in 87 Touring Circus it's a long enough album brilliant it made me feel young again and even like last week I came across what was my first album I ever bought and it was on tape just to show you how young I was at the time and um, was Tear, Tears for Fear Sowing the Seeds of Love and I also listened to, which was my second album, but I now have it on vinyl, uh, which I've now only started to collect there a couple of months ago, Fine Young Cannibals, The Raw and The Cooked. And here's what I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think that maybe, just maybe, the majority of the best music that's ever going to be written has already been done. Right? There's still going to be great music written there's still gonna be bands and artists that will pop up and will just write stuff that will you know last the test of time i don't think there's gonna be that many well how can there be maybe we've got you know decades of music decades of people inventing new music it's near impossible to invent new music at the moment let's be honest most stuff has been done and most stuff has been done well now, like I said, I'm not a music guy, you know, I prefer my movies to my music, but I'm still listening to music and I'm still, but I'm still listening to stuff that was written many, many years ago. And that's mainly because music, as I said, was never something I was passionate about. And I've only started really giving it time probably the last few, few years. So 
you know, it was an old friend of mine who sat me down about 10 years ago and kind of helped me listen to what was going on in the song and, you know, and, and to look into, you know, see what sort of reminded me a bit of when I used to do poetry in school. And to be honest, look, there's not been that many bands lately, the last couple of years, I suppose, where I've gone, yeah, I like that or where I haven't gone, well, man, that sounds like such and such. And I, I actually do it better. So like I said, not a big music lover, but I'm finding it hard to find new music. But maybe that's just an age thing and that happens to everybody who gets to be a grumpy old man like me. Saying that though, myself and my son, we do love Tom O'Dell. And uh, my son, he was only seven, just turned seven the other day. And I do find it hard not to smile when he, you know, when he sings the songs and purposely sings the ones <laughs> where there's a fuck word in it. I, I, I can't help it. And it's mainly because I know he knows what he's doing too. So like I said before I move on, if you, if you haven't listened to Diamond Dogs ever, if you've never listened to it ever, then you probably need to be shot. But if you go find it, or if you haven't listened to it a long time, go and get it. Put it on. What an, what, just what an amazing album. Now, actually, by the way, that's something. I am an album guy when it does come to music. I have an opinion about that, and my opinion is that a great album is more just than just a group of songs or a couple of you know hits. You know, there's something connecting them either team wise or tonally, or there's something. Um, and they don't necessarily obviously have to be written at the same time as some are, but sometimes you know the song that's written ten years beforehand ends up on an album, and it sits and it sits well. But the main thing is, mate, there's amazing music on on albums that gets missed. And you'll never hear them as, you know, they either weren't released as a single or they were overshadowed by another hit or something. And it gets lost, sort of like B-sides to a certain extent. And Diamond Dogs is a great example of that. Now, we all know the songs Diamond Dogs and Rebel Rebel and, and Sweet Things. But the two songs I like even more than that are We Are The Dead and Big Brother. I think, to me personally, again, this again, it's just a personal thing. You know, I just like those two songs better. And I think this is something that is being lost. And it's been lost because of the invention of playlists. So people go to Spotify, for example, or whatever, you know, find the songs they want. They find the album. Okay, I'll take that, I'll take that song and that song because I know those are hits. Add them onto their playlist. Okay, what else was next one, next one? Playlist, playlist. Look at my playlist. And they never come back to listen to the album. Let's be honest, that could be a good thing because not all albums are, are that good. It's like anything else. Some are good, some are not. Some you like, some you don't. There is a lifetime of music out there being missed. And I think what people need to do is just take time. But it doesn't take that long to listen to an album. That's one of the great things about lockdown. We all have a little bit more time. Be stressed as let's not pretend for a lot of us it's stressful and for some it's you know it's, it's even worse but we have time and maybe it's something we we need to put a little bit more time into so like i said get down get diamond dogs you may not like it but you may just find a diamond of a song <laughs> you never heard before another one as i was getting ready for this i was also listening to an album elbow album and their albums are the same thing. You know, the sum is more than the individual songs. And there's some amazing stuff hidden in their albums too. You know, I have to go later on and find the rest of them. They're somewhere in the house because I have all their albums, bar their latest one. So, 
but this one was the 2003 one, Cast of Thousands. Uh, there's a song on that called Grace Under, sorry, Grace Under Pressure. Oh, I loved that song. And I'd never heard it until I got the album. Now, it may have been released as a single, but that was before I'd heard it. But because you know, I got into them, went back and bought their other albums and went through them. All their albums are like that. It's just beautiful stuff. Again, stuff I like. If I can give you any advice, and if you take it, more than what my kids bloody do, but listen to albums. Buy a good set of headphones. Give it a little bit of time. I've started now to collect secondhand vinyl. I started at the end of last year. Um, this lockdown has kind of put a bit of kick into that. So hopefully when we get back up and car boot sales and secondhand shops are back open again. Um, but that's conversation for another day. So what else is going on? So something that boggles the mind. Well, there's a lot, isn't there, if you really think about it. And again, I wonder sometimes how decisions are made and, and what they're based on. And I also know that from my own, like I'm in the motor insurance industry. Some of the stuff that goes on and decisions are made just hurts sometimes. You know, and I'm in court a bit as well, my job. And it's it's only when you, you speak to others who know more that you understand sometimes why certain decisions are made by judges and stuff. So, but I'm also not referring to the WHO or Trump or anything like that. It's the small things. And I think the small things can have a bigger effect in, especially in our communities and our society, and as a kind of a ripple effect. Plus, on me personally, they keep me awake. The one that's kind of scratching away at my head lately is glass recycling. Now, we recycle our glass here nearly all of the time. But the biggest pain in the ass is, is the separating of the coloured glass. Sometimes even deciding what bloody colour it is. Is it brown or is it green? Or what if it's blue? What bin does that go into? Because over here, we've different bin colours. We've clear, green, brown. So you have your bags, and let's be honest, they're mainly alcohol. So, and you have to break them up and, you know, separate them. Now, I try to be environmental and I try to recycle. Let's be honest, most don't make an effort, but, you know, but don't. You know, we just, enough of us try. Probably need more, obviously. But here's the thing. The different bins, it's bullshit. And I was watching something the other week on TV. And it was actually about a uh, thing about the making of Irish Baileys. It was very interesting. But the part that, that really stuck out was when they showed how the bottles were made. It was pretty amazing. But it annoyed the crap out of me. Now, not at them, obviously. But at the bloody government environmental people who decided, you know what, we're going to have a bin for every colour. You know, that that was the way to go. That was how it was supposed to be done. Now, the fact is, all the, the fact is, the glass all goes in together. So we're there separating it. Goes into things, but then on the other end, it just goes all into the same bloody bucket, the same truck, and dumped onto the same pile. And it's the glass factory, the glass recycling factory then, that separates them. Now, the process is actually pretty cool, I have to say. You know, they've used magnets to take out the metal. And they use a kind of electrical, electrical current that pulls out the aluminium. And then they have another process for separating the colours of the glass. Kind of reminded me a little bit of, I don't know if you've seen the video of, there's a video on YouTube and such where it's shown the, the apples, the green and the red apples. And they show it in slow motion. And, but then so it goes really quick. 
and it's just you know it's one of those things you look at and go oh my god how do they do that well i do anyway but with this this is the same but that's not me but it doesn't matter because again the fact the glass just all gets thrown in together and then and then the factory the factory they um they separate it and i was wrecking my head now usually my wife is one for saying to me giving me crap when i rant over a small thing and she's gone but even she said even she got annoyed and went and then i also spoke with my stepman because where she lives she has a recycling glass bin we don't have that service here and they just throw all the glass in so they're all thrown in together now the reality is whether we like it or not this will actually stop people from recycling their glass as much because it's a bit of a pain in the ass separate it's not a big pain but it's still a pain and let's be honest people like things as easy as possible we're lazy fuckers we want it the easier way it's easier to put it in our own bin than all separate it out because especially if you know it's been sitting up for a while and there's three different color bins and none of them are blue ones from my gin bottle so you know that's a pain to us but, but see, the thing is, it doesn't matter i'm gonna send them off an email on monday or off to the department of environment or something just to see what they say don't expect a reply would be my experience with them but so see again you may be thinking this isn't a big thing and it's not but it's, i look at it and go well, what was the process of how they came to this decision like that's what i look at and go because I, I used to do work for 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 the councils and and you see what's going on it's like you ask somebody to explain so why do we do that well that's that's just the way it's done and things we're talking about a lot of tax money here well i don't know how much obviously but any saving means it can be spent maybe on something else something that's may deem to be needed and i always think well surely someone in this process because we're talking about bins all over the country so surely someone would have spoken you would think to the actual people who recycled the glass that it lands on their floor and just ask them a very simple question now this would be my simple question do you need the glass separated now the answer from the biggest recycling plant in the country would be no 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 we don't no it's okay well what about metal and stuff that no no we, we have a thing for getting that out obviously don't have a lot we wanted to have it as clean as possible because it makes the system you know so if the people making these decisions couldn't figure out that that was a question that needed to be answered, it worries me. They're still being allowed to make decisions. Connor reminds me of, there was a contract years ago for the city bins contract. And the company that they went with was a company that also had one of the train station contracts, I think, for keeping it clean and the recycling and so on and so forth. And this same company was found to basically being committing fraud they had been charging the council over a million if, if i remember correctly don't quote me could be wrong but over a million for work they didn't do that year they were done they got in trouble and yet here they get a bigger contract a huge contract the city's been the city bins and you gotta go <sighs> jesus was that the same people and you kind of and i was speaking to someone and here's the thing it comes down to who do you go to get your information off we're seeing that today with, with, with you know where do we get our information from so somebody i know kind of worked in there i remember uh, works in the councils i asked them well how does that 
how would that have gone? He says, well, what would have happened is, not he wasn't involved, but what would have happened is he would have, or he would have said, well, who do we go to ask the consultant, right? Who's the consultant? And it's, it's usually solicitors involved. So they go to the consultant, they go, well, who do you recommend, right? They're going to recommend the same fucking people every time. You got to expect the same thing. It's a definition of madness to, to do the same thing again and again and expect a different outcome every time. And so, like I said, these things, they're small things, but they just, come here, just a ripple effect across. Yeah, so like I said, look, we've limited tax money. It's not unlimited. And it could be spent on better things. Maybe like the litter wardens for the wankers who dumped their rubbish at the recycling bins. Where I was there today. This is smear this is why it's in my head. And somebody had like purposely bagged up rubbish and put other stuff into a in, into an actual carrier bag and left it there. Neatly laid, right? And I wonder if they're you know, if anything's gonna happen. Like my wife once got a ticket years ago. When she put a cardboard box, she brought her because she went down with the bottles, put her bottles in cardboard box, you know, and there was a lot of rubbish everywhere. And she put that box, folded and put it inside another box. And a month later, she got a, a litter, a littering ticket. For, I think it was 100, 150 maybe or something. So we looked into it and it was like, yeah, by her reg, you know, her reg from the other cameras in the area. And we kind of pushed them a little bit. And it doesn't look like many people got tickets, maybe one or two others. Trust me, there was that much rubbish down there. But but the time and effort. Oh, I'm sorry, but you see, rubbish and littering is just something which I have a fucking massive issue with. I don't understand. I need someone to explain to me why you throw your rubbish on the ground. It's not that hard. There's a road around the corner for me. And there's always people dumping shit. And I don't mean littering, I mean dumping shit. So that, like, if you think about it, that means you have to sit there and think about what I'm going to do. That I'm going to put it in a bag, going to put it into the car, going to go down later on. It's not a sport of the moment thing. It's, you know, that's bad enough. You know, just chucking your shit out the window is one thing. But I actually thought about doing it. I think, I, I, have, I have a plan. And here's my plan, right? So, it needs to be dealt with harder. I'm sorry, but so when our child does something, do you crucify him the first time he does it? Because no, you say, "Hey, that's wrong." We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, and we're going to say, "You know what? Maybe you didn't realize it." Okay. Maybe you didn't. Okay. You know, maybe wherever you lived before now, it was okay. But you know what? Not fucking here. So we're gonna give you a small fine, right? Give a small fine, there you go, right? You're in the book. Now that also holds, so I want you to go back and tell your family the same thing because they're all on notice now as well. So you gotta tell them. So then the second time they get caught, or their family for that, one of their members of family, right? So if you get caught a second time, right? We're gonna give you community time. You're gonna go out, you're gonna make with tidy towns or something put in the hours and tidy up maybe that'll stop you clean up the local park I've a little park crossroads that fucking park park it's just like a field 
and I remember going over last summer, fucking, and I just made the rubbish that was just people just shoved out of their pockets and stuff. You kind of just go, what the fuck are you doing? So this is a kind of tour time. Now you get a fine for that, and you get a tour time. I also think you have to pay for the cost to the government for doing all this to you. Right? Like I said, I fucking issue with littering bastards. So the tour time, do it, okay? We're going to bring up litter chain gangs, fucking pink overalls or something. You can go around your own town with litter or dumper or something on, so everyone knows picking up litter. Now, if you don't learn after that, well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. We may have to discuss that penalty. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. Like, like an like an airstate, we 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 put up signs for people to say, "Please stop dumping. Just don't dump your waste food on the green area." One prick, we actually had to put signs outside his house. Still did it. And during lockdown, there we noticed it was happening a bit more. So right, so we got one of the guys on the associations right. So we did him up, beautiful, but outside his house, and he purposely went just. Fucking chuck! I went. Hey, what do I do? Do we go for cause trouble? Well, apart from the fact that he's like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Kick my ass. He's about six foot fucking seven, <laughs> and I've had to run in with him once or twice. Kind of has a short, short fuse to say the least. Doesn't give a shit. So what do you do? We had another woman who used to leave her leftover pasta. Like, this is supposed to be, like, what? The fucking is going to eat in their pasta? We did another case. Woman actually left left over Black Forest Gatto. Basically a full fucking cake. Just went. And you kind of go, what? Like, again, what, what's going through your brain? You think this is, is the right thing to do? This is okay. Right? So either, do we give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're just, they're idiots? They don't know any better? Or do they say, no, they're not. Because, like I said, they're in my estate. I know them. Not friends, I know them, you know, had words. And so they're, they're not idiots, they just don't give a fuck. And this is just a few people out of, out of the hundreds that's that's in the estate I live in. And they just ruin it. We now, we're starting to get a seagull problem now. Because the seagulls know. And, and this is the funny thing is, you can see the two houses. There's two houses in the estate, and all the seagulls sitting up going, they're going to give out food. Oh, I don't know. The idiots are just wankers. And here's the other thing. Like, unless the, the litter the litter warden, which there's like two of, I think, for fucking 100 square miles, of an exaggeration, but for the whole town and surrounding towns. So unless the lit, litter warden catches them, I'd have to rotten them, and then I'd have to give evidence in court, right? Now, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to start that shit with neighbours. Seriously, it's, is it worth it? I don't know. Like I said... Litter chain gangs. That's what I think. All right. So here we go. Okay. Now we're good. We're okay. A little bit more time. So what else pissing me off this week? Well, we're in lockdown. So I'm sure every time you turn on your fucking computer, it comes up on here. Click here. List of movies you need to see while on lockdown or before you die. Please. We stop clicking on them and maybe they'll disappear. These people need to stop. Listen, saying that one or okay, okay, one or two that I that I clicked in just out of curiosity the last couple of days were were interesting, and one or two 
movies came up I kind of forgotten about that I hadn't seen. I actually have the list here. I have a few movies that I, I, I forgot that I'd, I hadn't seen and I really wanted to see. A film called Bicycle Thieves. I haven't seen The Third Man yet. The Treasure of the Sierra Magi. Or Magi, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. The Conversation. So there's, there's one or two. I mean, there's about ten that, that have come up from it. But, you know. But generally, they're the same. So, like, there was one the other day, 150 films you must see. And I'm going, really? Fuck off, would be my answer. And why am I saying this? And I'm going to tell you why. Because they're not coming from people or for, from websites who are film or movie-based people. They're just media or entertainment websites. They're just chucking shit out to get you to click on it. You know? Like, for years, I used to buy Total Film and, and Empire magazines each month. And it didn't take me long to realise which which critics and writers that, you know, were more like me and liked the same thing. So I agreed with them and I took their, you know, took their opinions of whether a movie was good or not. more so Because they were more like me. You, you figure that out. So basically, if, if they said the movie was good, I usually, when I watched it, ended up agreeing. And then there were others that I figured out, well, I'd still read and, and take it in. But I also understood that if they said a film was shit, well, hold on, I might like it, or vice versa. If they said it was awesome, it was like a 10 out of 10, I probably wouldn't think the same. Or if I did, not for the same reasons. But, I mean, these, these, were, these were good writers and they did, you know, good articles and used to love their top 50 lists, like the top 50 scenes or top endings or top, so, you know. And I always felt like these people put in the time and effort. And again, they came from people. This was their job. And, and they seemed to give a shit. And then, but this sort of shit we're seeing, it's just rehash crap. And it's usually the same fucking movies anyway. And it just seems to be taking up more and more space on the screen. So maybe we just, let's, let's just try there. Let's all just stop clicking them, right? And maybe they'll go away. Probably not. They seem to be probably written by the same person. <laughs> but we can just hope and pray. Now I'll probably moan about this again and again because, you know, sorry, it's just it's just one of those things. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do, and this half an hour ago, I was going to do the same. So, in every one of our balcony podcasts, I'm just going to give my opinion of one or two movies that you may wish to check out between now and our next episode. Look, I'm not going to go into much details. It's not a review, you know, and you know you don't want to give away spoilers. So, one that I actually watched there last week it was on my list. hadn't seen it before was. Uh, I might pronounce this wrong, is uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I bought this on DVD ages ago based on advice from a friend. And I have to say, he said to me, you'd love it. And he was right. What? Just what an amazing movie. Now, my advice here, make sure you're not tired. You need to be, you need to be awake for this. This isn't a late late night one unless you're, you're, you've got a lot of caffeine and you're well awake. And make sure you're not interrupted. All right? Now, that's my advice for a lot of movies, actually. But for this it is this is such a good movie if you haven't seen it go see it if you haven't seen it in a long while go watch it again it's brilliant it's brilliantly shot brilliant effects lighting brilliant performances and and the performance which really surprised me um was oscar uh oscar isaac really come here wasn't expecting it to be so good there was just there was just something about it. i think he just got it right just had me on edge all the time it was brilliant um, now come here, look, everyone was good in it, but you were expecting that, um, especially from uh, Donald Gleeson, you know, being an Irishman, we like our we like our own actors, and um, his dad is 
is brilliant. I think he's underrated. He's a legend. And Donald Gleeson is following in his um, in his uh, down the same path. I think he he did a beautiful movie called About Time. I think it was called About Time. It's a romantic bit of comedy drama, but um, nearly sure it could be wrong. Richard Curtis, I think, wrote it. I was involved in it. It's, it really is a beautiful movie. But this was amazing. And then, but there was that, that film made me so alert, couldn't go to sleep. And so there's my my second one, uh, Memento, which I think is twenty years old. Like which blows my mind away. I think it's, it was two thousand. Now I bought this on um, a long time ago, and I hadn't seen it. I got it, bought it, watched it. I hadn't watched it in years. And again, if you're watching it, you need to be awake. No interruptions. Only watch it with people who don't talk. I sadly don't have anybody in my life that does that, so I watch a lot of movies on my own, which I like. Again, haven't seen it? Go get it. If you haven't seen it in years or a long time, go watch it. Come here, I was watching it. It was like watching it nearly for the first time. Obviously, I knew the ending, but it was still like watching it for the first time. Guy Pierce is fucking amazing at it. I need someone to explain to me how he's not one of the top actors. Everything I see him in, I like him in it. Film may not be great, but him, him I like. Then again, I used to watch Neighbours, so <laughs> maybe it's a Neighbours thing, I don't know. But I can't figure out how he's, he's just, he's just so good. In everything I see him in, about, I don't know. Like I said, like I said, I watched those two movies in one night and I was awake for a good while. The third one, did mention that my daughter was 14 now she's mature for her age she's a smart one all right and like myself she has a love of movies because like she gets that from me so it was my birthday there last month and she asked me what i wanted so i said listen how about we watch a movie of my choice sometime she said no problem because there was one that had been brought up and i knew she was ready for a camera already introduced her to footloose the kevin bacon one and the breakfast club she did some great artwork actually for her. She's a good, she's a good drawer. It's around here somewhere. I'll put it up at, at the end. It'll be on the YouTube, at the end of the YouTube video. So I says, listen, we're going to watch it late one night when it's dark in the attic, in our attic, which is converted with a big, I have a big TV. Now, you may not agree with me letting my 14 year old watch this, but, and my wife wouldn't watch it. And that film is Alien. Alien, which I think is 78. Frightened the crap out of her. <laughs> but she loved it. It still scared me as well. It is just one of the best movies. My, again, it's on my top shelf. My top, top shelf. And I can also say, for those of you who think that Captain Marvel is the first female superhero, my daughter's not one of those, thank God. But for those of you who think that is, you need to go back and see this movie. You need to see the Sigourney Weaver kicks ass in this. Oh, but she isn't a superhero. Well, come here. Superhero needs a super villain, and this alien is definitely super monster like i said it's one of my top top movies now i'd also recommend if you're getting it buy the box set all right buy the box set that has the making of documentary in it it's two and a half hours i think give or take i mean and if you love movies and and, and documents I mean, this is one of the best it's up there now obviously i'm going to say that a bit biased i'm a ridley scott fan and after john carpenter you know, he's my second, probably my second favourite director. I'm not sure, but he's definitely close after John Carpenter. They're my recommendations. 
if you haven't seen them if you haven't seen them they're must-sees as far as i'm concerned now on the other hand if you want something lighter because it is locked down uh, i was trying to think which one to go with this week and i would recommend airplane i also find it a bit funny that this is a movie that's starting to offend a few people mother of god go away it's definitely a movie to help with the lockdown blues Mayor, if you Mayor, if you've seen it but you haven't seen it in a while go back and watch it again come here <laughs> Come here, you can It's one of those movies. Come here, once you get into it, and you realise when it was made, and you you understand what they're trying to do and the gags that are in it. Come here, you go back and watch it again and again, and you go, that, they'll remember that gag, and that's because you're laughing. So you laugh, and the gag can sometimes be so quick you miss it. So go back and watch it. Come here, cannot but cheer you up. Not one for the kids. There's a few. There's a few things in it. Not for the kids. Now you also have to remember. Look, I, I kind of like most movies. So, and I also realise that just because I like it doesn't mean you like it, and just because I think it's great doesn't mean you think it's great. But, like I said, if you haven't seen those movies, you need to go watch them. Or if you haven't seen them in a long time, you need to go watch them. Like I, and by the way, I also have my own list of movies that I've made up that I haven't seen, which I I should have. For example, I eventually got around to watching two thousand and one Space Odyssey. I'm not gonna lie, need to go back and watch it again. Maybe a third time. It's a lot of figuring out to be made. But when you realise that it was made in 1968, 1970, around that time, just wow. It's 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 a masterpiece. It's a, it's a masterpiece of art. Um, has so much to take in. That's what I'm saying. I have to go back and watch it again. And, and I have a list like that. That most of my friends think I've seen all these movies. <laughs> because I could talk about them because I've read about them and I've you know so we all have movies like that how much time okay I have a little bit of time left just to have a bit more of a moan and like I said the next Balcony episode we'll, we'll recommend just a few more that we've watched so just a little bit of a moan that came up in something I read today not so much about this article it's about the James Bond thing so I read this article, James Bond, and your man was given um, uh, five actors which he thinks will be able to change the direction of James Bond to be more in line with today, blah, 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 blah. Now, usually I read these articles and it's like, I, I've stopped trying to read because they just, I get angry. You know, especially, oh. However, there was an interesting one whose name hadn't been shown up and I actually went, that's a pretty interesting, yeah, that, I'd watch that and that's, um, I don't know if you know that Dev Patel, Slumdog Millionaire and stuff. Yeah, I, I think you could actually make a good Bond movie around him and still stay within the James Bond mold as such. Uh, my choices, by the way, would be uh, Henry Cavill would be first and Idris Elba would be second, maybe. Now, I've, I've had conversations about this and some will go, well, we need to go, we need, no, we need to go different ways, you know, with Henry Cavill or something like that. He, oh, he'd just be the same as all the others. Now, like I said, usually I've had these conversations and usually they're younger, usually they're, how can I put it, more left, let's say, lefty. Um, and usually my eyes go to heaven. Now, depending on how much I've, I've had to drink, I'll either change the subject and try and run away sometimes or I just have had too much to drink, I just let loose. And here's why. We can all agree, James Bond has been played by white, unyoung men, let's say. Yet to say they're all the same as bollocks. They're all different. Are you really going to say that Daniel Craig's Bond is, is the same as Roger Moore's? Brosnan and Dalton? 
And yeah, and then you've got you've Sean Connery's. No, listen, and, and probably and don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Daniel Craig's, especially Casino Royal Royale. Read me Casino Royale if you haven't seen that movie. It's an awesome movie. You need to go back and watch it again. It's brilliant. Um, in fact, I think it's the only. Yeah, it actually, is the only James Bond movie I own. But here's the thing: James Bond is not real. This is escapism. It's a spy. It's something, especially as little boys, we all love playing. We love playing the spy, the spy that's going out and saving the world on his own. Who the fuck wouldn't want to be that guy? Wouldn't want to be the spy. We've obviously seen that a bit more in, in, in the latest ones. You know, he's damaged. It's great, but seriously, you, who... You, sorry, I don't know any spies. I don't know any spies who've saved the world. So all these people who are saying, oh no, it should be like this. No, no, it's a fucking spy. It's supposed to be like that. It's not supposed to be real. It might be similar to the world that we live in. But it's set in another, as I've said before, a different dimension or a different universe where things are different. It's not real. The idea is that you go, you sit down, you get two hours of escapism. We see a guy save the world. And for two hours or an hour and a half, whatever, you get to forget about the shit that's outside. That's what films are for. Most of them are there to entertain. Please. To those who are trying to change, I'm sorry, and call me sexist, but look, a female bond is not going to work. And if I have to explain to you why, please go away. All right? That doesn't mean you can't have a, a spin off, 008. I kind of read that in an article before, and I went, actually, that's not a bad idea. But don't have this connecting universe as such. Okay? That's not going to work. Make it over there, make it different. Don't be trying to change Bond. I think after 25 movies, 26 if you include Never Say Never Again. <laughs> that was actually a terrible movie, but it's still, I mean, it's still fun. He, he, we know what he's, we know what Bond is about. That's it. And if you change him, well, then he's not James Bond. And that's just my opinion on it. As a, obviously, as a white, middle-aged, grumpy old man. But are you telling me that you can't come up with a new spy that takes another way of it. And there is. Come here. Any, the reason why I said Henry Cavill, come here, the, um, the film Man from Uncle. Come here, that was such a good movie. It's a pity there wasn't a second. Come here, my final bit of fun. I would recommend go off and watch a bomb movie, escape into that world of spies and super villains. And I think one of, one of the most underrated ones. And it is so tongue-in-cheek. I think of all the James Bonds, it has got more tongue-in-cheek than any others, and that's Roger Moore's A View to a Kill. So, enjoy. Hopefully see you back here next week. If you want me to talk about anything or get my views on anything, please email, message us. We'll see what we can do. Also, I've taken up a new hobby inspired by... Some things I've seen on YouTube. I've taken up. I did my first stop motion jigsaw video. It's on our YouTube channel. Have a look. Tell me what you think. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoy. And um, yeah. Have a good time. And stay safe everybody. Bye all. Hope you enjoyed that. If you did. Please follow. Follow us. We're on usual YouTube. Twitter. Facebook. My email address I said below is there. Uh, 
please send us anything you want us to speak about or queries or just general abuses please do get in contact and um, yeah we'll be back next week um, and Al will be with us that time next week so it will be better thanks bye <laughs>